There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on your lunch hour. Uh, WYSL is out there doing their job, making sure that you guys hear the truth about what's really going on around you, or at least trying to give you a different perspective and uh, perception, you know, that uh, angle in which you look at things and how you process them. Uh, Josh has run a little late today, so he's going to be joining me here in just a few minutes. You know, there's a, a lot of things out here where I just don't understand that the lies that are willing to be given by... I don't know, the mainstream media. And I know that that seems to be just a catchphrase a lot of times, and I hate catchphrases. I hate the, well, that's because we do it. We're like, that's how we always do it, Jim. That's what we do. We're we're always doing, uh, you know, this is what we do. And like, no, don't don't give me catchphrases. Don't give me repetitive motions. I, I want to do something different here. But this this mainstream media, and I say mainstream, how could they be mainstream if they literally have some of the lowest ratings? I know of other truthers and things that actually have greater draws on a simple podcast, you know, just a, a voice podcast, not even video included. They have greater ratings than CNN and MSNBC, but we call them mainstream. I think it's actually time to just move away from legacy, what we call legacy media. Legacy media is still carrying the water and saying things that really don't make sense. And they... I. I, okay, so truth be told here, I actually spent a little time yesterday listening to NPR. Oh, I know, guys. It's like, well, come on, Jim. What's going on, man? You're breaking down on us, bro. Hold the line. Don't give in. Don't go to the other side. It's it's us. Be one of us. Well, I was flipping through the radio stations and uh, just just seeing what was out there, I guess, what you want to say, and I came across NPR. And it's all like, hi, welcome to NPR, where we will do whatever it takes to make sure we maintain our government funding. And I'm like, what kind of slow talk, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, speed it, come on, give me some information, man, get me stuck on you, let me go, come on, trucker, let's go. Nothing. These guys were talking like this because breaks between each word creates a draw for the next no it doesn't it's absolutely ridiculous these guys were going these two guys were talking and they were they seemed younger you know i'm i'll be 52 here in a couple weeks so everybody's younger than i am i can't believe how these youth are driving vehicles today this is absolutely ludicrous i don't know how it happens it's crazy everybody's getting younger and i'm getting older Anyway, these two young guys are talking, and the only reason I could tell they were boys is only because I think they just kind of sounded like boys, but they were doing the breathy, you know, and now we're going to talk about, we understand that Joe Biden is not charismatic. Joe Biden is not magnetic. Joe, this, I mean, I'm using their words. The guys, listen, this is... 
This is what the legacy media is doing out there. And I listened to this, and I only listened to I because I got back to the house, so I was able to turn this, turn this garbage off. But it was also the end of the show, so I got to hear, hear them sign off as they were talking like this about Joe Biden is not – now listen, guys – he is not charismatic. He is not magnetic. He is not a leader. I mean, this, there's their, these are their words. There's, these are their words. These two young men were talking about Joe Biden's election. And they would not refer to Trump. They literally, well, you know, his opponent is uh, obviously, you know, you know, he's going to have a lot of uh, uphill climbs. And obviously he doesn't want to openly or one-on-one debate his opponent. He would, they wouldn't say Trump. It was actually it was as if they were going to say Beetlejuice too many times. He was just going to appear. Now these guys, these these guys, these guys, who were giving me this, and you know, Joe Biden is not charismatic or magnetic. He's not a you know, uh, and basically we're saying he has no charisma. But you know what they said he was at the, after they they gave us about five or six reasons why he's not great. Literally, their words. He says, or they say, or he says, whatever they are, says, uh, but he's comfortable. This is what NPR, carrying the water for the legacy media, the the, the continuing narrative of, well, this is where we got to go with life, blah, 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 blah. They said all these things about him not being, you know, like a, he, does, he doesn't draw big crowds. They even t- said that. They said, well, he doesn't draw big crowds. Like his opponent, I'm like, well, who's his opponent? I just I just got here to Earth. Today's my first day. Who is his opponent? Tell me, tell me whose opponent is NPR. I want to know. I want to know. Tell me, tell me whose opponent is. We dare, dare not speak of his name. His name is uh, you know. I'm like, what are you guys doing? But they kept going back to it. Well, you know, he's you know as as being one of the most popular presidents in, in modern history. You know, and they were doing they did, well. They didn't use the uh, pompous, Eng- uh, you know, uh, East Coast, uh, you know, literary. You know, oh, well, uh, he's not the most popular in the in all of history, but in the modern history. No, they weren't doing that. They were doing this. And now on NPR, it was just really drawn out. Everything that they said in the time I happened to listen to it, which was probably only five minutes and it seemed like the entire half hour i was there but these guys just they couldn't get out what it was that was so great about their their candidate but they were literally npr talking about how great joe is they were but they didn't really talk about him as how great things are that he made things great but things are great in almost in spite of him almost in spite of him they're still great i mean that's that's not that's not good that's not good. Uh, but anyway, I, I this whole, you know, when NPR got their flag pulled off of Twitter, which, wow, what what about some privilege there, right? Hold on a second. You know, the whole privilege of these different news uh, agencies out there or these news, these legacy news media uh, outlets are upset, quote-unquote upset, because 
they weren't just automatically given our blue check mark. We should we should be above all those other people, and we they shall look down on the people, and the people shall know that we are great because we are great because we have great great check marks. Our blue check mark makes us great, so you understand we're great, and you guys are lesser than. So listen to us. We are smart, intelligent, articulate, very beautiful. Uh, this problem that I have with this whole thing is these people really believe that they they're owed this. But isn't that what they rail against with the idea that you think you just get free speech or you just get to own any weapon you want in any fashion you want and do anything with it which you want and store it in any way you want and fire it in any way you want and do whatever you want with it? How dare you think that you have that privilege? That is, that's, that's, you, you say this is a right, but medical, medical care is a privilege. No, no, it's not a privilege, it's a right. Oh, medical is a right. We should, wait, so where in, um, when in the Constitution, when it limits the government, guys, listen to me. If you, whenever you refer to the Constitution, refer to it in a way that says this. Every time you start the conversation and every time you end the conversation, it's almost like a amen, right? And uh, dear Heavenly Father, an amen at the end, right? So we do the whole before and after on the prayer. Well, let's do this when we talk about the Constitution. Remember, folks, the Constitution limits the government but never limits the people. The people have the power, and those that take money from the people are public servants, and every single one of them should obey the public servants because we live in a constitutional republic. Learn part of that. All of that, verbatim it, I, however you want to do it, and then end all conversations with, hey, remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never the people. We, the people, have the power. We are the answer. See how that works? See how those bookends really make the conversation really come together? Well, if we don't talk that way, if we don't say individual state rights supersede the federal government, if we don't say that the federal government has no powers except for national security and immigration— if we don't keep saying that out loud, no one's ever going to say it. Listen to the words I just said. If you do not continue to repeat it out loud, if you do not say it, if you do not learn it, if you do not go down that path, no one is going to say it. This is your J-O-B, your job, your mission in life. If anything, you're, guys, I don't care what else you're doing. I don't care if you're a pipe fitter or you're a donut maker or you're the guy turning burgers at Burger King or whatever it is you do, whatever widget you make, whatever it is you do that you do, you, you sell your time to someone else to go out there and work. If anything else you do in your life, and I don't care if it's yoga, breathing techniques, which is obviously very important. Um, by the way, learn, look into breathing techniques, guys. It's super cool, the information technology behind it anyway backing up the only thing i want you to do from now until the day you die is literally learn your constitution just learn it learn the declaration of independence and when i say learn it i didn't say memorize it did i i didn't say i want you to be able to give me you know on a on a moment i can ask you hey what's the third sentence in the declaration of independence no 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 i want you to learn it I want you to learn what a well-regulated militia really means. A well-practiced people's army. 
See? Learn. Learning. All right, guys, we do have a commercial break coming up here on the Dark Delight Show here on WYSL. Be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show where this guy is out there telling you know your freedoms, know your liberties, know what it means for you to control your public servants. Now, okay. Let me give you let me give you a little bit of a, a parallel. Uh, what do we want to call? We always uh, the mind's eye. I'm going to put together this story, this image for you. Now, when you have a dog, okay, and you get this little puppy, and they're just so cute, and they go, "Oh, I get the little puppy kisses, you know, look at these poop everywhere, and they pee on everything. It's so great, and just love these little things." Okay, so most animals reflect their human. Okay, so whoever they look at as being the dominant or the quote unquote most involved in their life, they tend to mimic that person. Okay, and that's real. 
I mean, the people are like, oh, you know, people's dogs look like their their owners. Well, the dogs tend to try, you know, the dogs tend to try to look like their owners. It really is a part of the whole. And I know it doesn't work in every situation. Don't give me all that. I'm bleh. but what I'm trying to say is that you know your dog picks up your patterns because they want to fit in. They want to be with you. They want to hang out with you. They they pick up things. But if you're anxious and you're arguing and you're just fighting and you're constantly just rawr and then your dog chews your couch apart, your dog is just doing you. They're just mimicking you. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's like, well, you wait now. That dog did that and I told him not to. Well, let me let, let, I don't know, your dog speaks what, English? I'm sorry, I didn't realize your dog was talking to you. That sounds clinical. Anyway, your dog mimics you, right? Your dog does you. Now, why? Because you feed it, and you house it, and you do some discipline things. But the more that you put into the dog, the more the dog gives back to you. And I don't care if it's a a shaken leaf chihuahua that just barks at its own farts all the time. Or it's a great big mastiff who slobbers and lays huge piles of dung in your backyard. I'm talking about these. It doesn't matter, okay? Dogs will mimic their owners. Now, the reason I'm saying that is that if you you remember that guy, the Caesar Milan guy who does the whole dog whisperer thing, and he's like, "Oh, it's so great with doggies. It's so great." He never really teaches the dog anything. He never really teaches the dog anything. He teaches the human how to be a better human and how to maintain control of the animal, and the animal then mimic its pack, its owner. And so too many times people are like, well, I don't know why my dog is just like this all the time. It's just, my dog is just always barking and it's always crazy. My dog is just, I can't, can't, I don't understand. I'm going to let you know right now, you need to quit whatever coffee addiction you have there, sir, ma'am. And uh, your dog is mimicking you. The dog thinks that high-pitched voices and yelling and screaming and stomping and chewing things apart is what you're doing. So it's doing the same thing. Same, same. Well, the, the parallel, the mirror of this whole thing is when you think of the Constitution, when you think of your role, when you think of your constitutional republic, you are controlling your public servant. Because you can't know the Constitution, you can't understand freedom, you can't understand liberty and not control your public servant. It becomes automatic and your public servant becomes more obedient, more compliant, tends to want to get along better. Do you see how your energy, now we could go, we'll do the, we'll do everything from the spiritual to the biblical here, you know, you're like, and your aura and your energy around you, uh, this is all part of the world around you, okay? When you're putting your energy out there, when you talk about when you come up to somebody and you don't know who they are, you don't understand, like, oh, I feel odd around them, they're putting off an energy, and that's okay. Hey, it sounds like Josh has just joined us, so I'll let him jump in whenever he gets the chance. Energy, um, but- energy, energy. What's up, Jim? Energy. How are we doing? Hey, buddy. We're talking about how when you know the Constitution, when you know your your Bill of Rights, your individual freedoms, your individual liberties, when you know that, your public servants become better 
servants. They become better part of society. They know you're in control, so then they are in control, and they act better, and they treat you better. But if we don't ever learn about the Constitution, if we don't maintain that knowledge in our minds and put that energy into our bodies and put that back out, well, like reading the Bible, people say, well, you can't get to heaven unless you read you know, two hours of the Bible a day. Well, when's the last time you bothered to read your Declaration of Independence or your Constitution? How about your state's constitution? Yesterday. That's where your state rights get yesterday. started, right? <laughs> Just I yesterday. read it yesterday, quite literally. I, I read the constitution yesterday. And, and you're right that the, the constitution was put in place as a restrictive mechanism, a leash for our elected mm-hmm. officials. And the reason mm-hmm. is, is because a well-informed populace is who controls the government. And the moment that that populace becomes uninformed, they don't understand their rights, their liberties, their freedoms is the yeah. moment that tyranny takes a foothold. Well, that's and that's right what we're talking about. You know, your dog is a mirror of you. Your dog is is a pack animal. And then I was making the parallel between ownership of dogs cuz most people when they go to get dog training, they don't train the dog, they train the human. And then the human acts better, the human, you know, commands and controls the dog better and the dog is a better dog. That's what uh, Caesar Milan does, and that's how he never really trains the dog. He trains the human to be a better human. Now, some dogs have to be kind of resocialized a little bit because the human has let them go too long, and they become feral. But in the idea that if we actually do this, if we actually learn our constitution, we actually learn to assert ourselves and be better, then the government is better back. But we have to take control of that power first, right? We do, and you know, we have a, a feral society. If you want to put it yeah. that way, we, we oh, have yeah. a feral society, it, untamed, well, yeah. existing yeah. within wild, right? Oh, yeah. And it, well, the, was at, it dogs, kids, and the government are better or should be told no often because it makes them better. <laughs> yeah, I, and I agree <laughs> with that wholeheartedly. And the thing is what, what humanity needs to do right now or what the people of the United States of America need to do right now is they need to get back to this foundational base of why this country was created in the first place. And we can go right. through the Revolutionary War, and I don't think we need to, with all the gripes and the complaints they had against a king. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this is about personal, individualized liberties, freedoms, and rights. That our government is usurping them, our government just has no care in the world what you think as a constituent. And this comes about because of the the incentivization within Washington, D.C., within your state, within your local governments, from various different brokers of money. And this can come through various lobbies. This can come from political action campaigns. It doesn't matter. Is Humanity has lost their voice. The American people have lost their voice due to money. And this is where you know Lord Acton's famous quote is that, it comes into play is that money corrupts mm-hmm. or power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely and oh, right yeah, now absolutely. we're moving towards that point of absolute power and you know listen the only way that we're going to fix washington dc the only way they're going to fix this country the only way that we're going to get back our constitutional rights well here's the thing we never lost them but there's various policies being put in place to restrict them right Mm -hmm. the only way we're going to get that back is to remove money from washington dc period that's it no longer can foreign countries corporations private entities have a say within washington dc it it just can't happen 
you, you have to get rid of that because anytime that you have that situation occur, the rights, the freedoms, and the liberties of the people will be ignored. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about what you're saying there. That that sounds you know so so difficult because we're getting so used to the top down effect that Lincoln put us into the Federalist model. When we look at if you said if I, and this is the, going back to that, I want an economist to come out with this. I know someone has the ability to do this. When is a government too too cumbersome? Right? Too big? What is the percentage of GDP that that has created? But if the government only the federal government only did national security and immigration, they really wouldn't be in our daily lives at all. They wouldn't have time for it. If those are the two functions that they were actually, you know, stayed with and have been tasked with, then they wouldn't be trying to make EPA and all this other stuff. The states would handle that at the state level, and whatever they wanted to look like is what they would look make it look like. Because we already have at the city, county, state level, we have the duplicate offices of what the federal has. So uh, there's four times there's four EPA offices in every state: the city, county, state, and the federal government. You know, I mean, if you think about, you know, welfare, same thing, city, county, state, federal government, all these people have all their fingers in the pot. That's why nothing gets done. That's why it's so cumbersome to us, because it doesn't give us any benefits to what we're paying into it. Yeah. And here's the thing is we're entering a new transitional phase of the world of humanity. The homogeny of the world is shifting. The United States is no longer going to be the police of the world. We'll still be a superpower. We'll still be a superpower. And I think that that's actually a good thing, that that we need to digress from this position of of power in the world because we've abused it. We've we've toppled governments around the world in the name of democracy, which we're not even a a democracy. We've ruined countless lives, killed millions of people around the world to extend an agenda operated by the clandestine services of our intelligence community, of our military. And so maybe it is time that we step back and we reconsider who we are as a country. We rebuild from the inside. We practice isolationism for a little while. Yeah. I think we've been used and abused too long. Too long. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the All right, back to the Dark Delight show. <laughs> and to uh the, to the <laughs> Well, Jim, do you remember yeah. uh, a few weeks ago when I was talking about how um, Christine Lagarde, the head of the European Central Bank, right, was spoofed a few months ago by these podcasters? Into a fake right. phone call with Zelensky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and she came out and talked about uh, the digital currencies that they're going to be putting out in place in, um, in European central banks and how they become restricted and limited and they can limit people's transactions and all this stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell just did it again. So huh? th- those, those pranksters got uh-huh. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell on a fake call believing he was talking to Zelensky. Wow. And they they discussed inflation, uh, the Russian Central Bank, joking about having a printing press, and uh, Powell 
then said that there's going to be two more rate hikes over the next uh, few months. Guaranteed rate hikes because inflation is not coming down, which is contrary to what he's been telling Congress and everybody else. (laughs) Right. Wow. He kind of stepped in the old, uh, you got to keep your... When they say the quiet part out loud, that's when you really – it's really amazing how much they really don't care about you. What does he think it's going to do? I mean he knows he's trying to destroy this economy. This is the part where I, I mean like you're – okay, so hey, Josh, I got a job for you. I want you to go out there and I'm going to put you in charge of money, but I want you to collapse the economy and destroy a currency so that we can bring in another fake currency after you destroy this fake currency. I mean what well, – is that Here's the job you want to go out for? Here's my thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Powell, like like Greenspan, for instance, right? Right. Inherited a very bad situation, right? Okay. But as being the chairman of the Federal Reserve, he knows what needs to be done, right? You have to keep the country alive. And so the reason why we still have interest rates hiking is because of Powell. It's not, if it was the Democrats, they would say, Lower them to zero. Let inflation skyrocket. We don't care, right? Um, right? The reason why we have some type of breaking mechanism on this economy right now is because of Powell. And yeah, he might be a globalist, he, but we have to understand is that the guy's not stupid, and he understands how the economy works, and he's mm-hmm. doing what he's doing to keep it going for this period of time. Whether that is intentional, whether it is you know against maybe the deep state's wishes i don't know but this man has really kind of kept the economy alive the only reason that we are here today right now um economically which isn't a good place to be but you know over the since joe biden took over it's been pretty bad the only reason that we're still surviving and ahead above water is because of jerome powell it's definitely not because of janet yellen no but i mean this man you know i i, I don't think everybody in the world's bad and I think that's right. one perspective that we all have to have is that we can't assume that everybody in the world is bad, that mm-hmm. everybody in these top positions are evil and bad and hell bent on making the United States crumble to the ground. Right. Right. That occasionally you get people that have a conscience in there and that they they do what needs to be done or at least help to sustain what needs to be done. You got to remember, Jerome Powell was the chair Fed chair under Trump. Right. See, that's where a lot of these people who have kind of stuck around and then floated into different positions that really uh, – which side are they on? Do we really know? Well, I don't think we really know, and I don't know, even know if they really know. Um, right. I, I think that what we're dealing with here in the world is a, a very, very small group of people in the world – who are mm-hmm. trying to organize through influence, money, and power and coercion the events of the world. And then mm-hmm. you have everybody below them, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, people like Joe Biden. Joe Biden isn't one of these people that sits at this grand table of decision making in the world. John Kerry <laughs> would be. John Kerry absolutely would be. But right. Joe Biden is just a puppet. He does what he's told because if he doesn't, then his whole world will come crashing down. He'll go to jail and all those other things. And right. so this is kind of how this operates. And so you got to wonder who's, bl- who's the good players and who's the bad players. Who's the, whose bloodline is John Kerry? Who's he tied to? Well, 
John Kerry, um, bloodline. I don't, I don't remember necessarily bloodline. Was he, but did he marry into something or what was he married it? into he, the uh, Heinz family? Oh, there, there, there's, there's the bloodline. Okay, all right. And so it's interesting because John Heinz was a senator who died in a plane crash in the 1990s. His wife, who was a South American princess royalty, mm-hmm. um, remarried immediately to John Kerry, who took his spot as a senator. Wow. Oh yeah, it's kind of a, it's a really weird story, and you have to dig into it because it's really it's really dark. So John Kerry took John Kerry's spot. John Kerry took John Hines's spot. Oh, John Hines's spot. Okay, yep. well, well, that way you don't have to learn a new name, I guess. <laughs> John. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't call out the wrong name that way. <laughs> and John Kerry, I think that um, he's cousins to the Bushes. Related to the royal family, all these types of things. Mm-hmm. But he, he's definitely Fine. one of those people that sits at that table. And he's the one. He's obviously the climate czar, right? Right. But yeah, yeah, if you want to know who runs the federal government right now in the front seat, you have Anthony Blinken. Mm-hmm. You had Susan Rice, who just left. You have John Kerry. And, and a few other figures, Janet Yellen, these types of people. And then in the back seat, you had the people that you believe run the government, which really don't. Right. Then behind the scenes, in the sense of the global elite, um, there's probably less than, I would say, 3,000 people globally who are all collaborating on this conspiracy to take down the world and transition it into a, a new homogeny, uh, right? And right. getting China back up there in the global power structure because they control the deep state of China. They control that military. And for them, it is about the seizure of resources. It's about controlling food, water, right. and energy, and then all the other natural resources that come about with that. And so if they can control that, then humanity will never be free, right? Right. Yeah. Because they can they can determine their own ownership at that point. And you know, I, I wish someone would ask Klaus Schwab when he talks about you will own nothing, right? When he talks oh, yeah. about that, I wish someone would ask him, Are you gonna give up your mansions and your cars and, and all of your assets? Right, but see if you listen, they give all no nine hundred square foot apartment and and join all of us in our nine hundred yeah. square feet. And if you ask, you give all no Harari. He says there is a group of elites on the planet who have been blessed with the ability to change the world, and we are going to. And then he talks about a technological arc that we're building a technological arc because a lot of people don't agree with what we're doing, and right. that we want to be safe. <laughs> it's like yeah. What what does that mean? <laughs> it means that yeah. they're uh, they're going to leave for a little while while everybody dies off and then they're going to come back. I mean, these people are sick and evil. But mm-hmm. if you start identifying them, what you see is the people that you know of, the people that names you know of. These are low level figures. Even like John Kerry and and um, you know these types. You've all know Harari, Klaus Schwab. They're, they're low level in this right. whole structure. The people really behind the scenes. They've been behind the scenes for hundreds of years. They're incredibly wealthy and powerful. They they control anything that you could ever imagine. They're the old robber barons from the 19th mm-hmm. century is really where you would want to go and start looking at, right? Right. But they control politicians. They control militaries. They control governments. They control resources. And now they're on their final swoop in to get rid of all the competition. Wow. Well, and it's you know again we're in the uh, the Game of Thrones, right? And that what basically we are. This is all War Game of, the of Thrones yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, we're we're fighting over old grudges. You know, you kicked my horse. You know, whatever it is, stuff that's you know two hundred years old, and we're still over here playing with it. That's that's what started the World War One. You know, when you think of, uh, this is one I think I uh, this one thing I think everybody races past. World War One, we had czars, we had kings, we had emperors, we had all these royal titles, right? We come out of World War One, and all of a sudden we have the president of Germany, the president of Ukraine, the president. And the guys, they just changed it from royalty bloodline to, quote-unquote, elected people to make you feel like that those people that are there are who you selected, but it's just bloodline. All of this is bloodline. If if the Queen of England is German and was placed there by the Germany by Germany, why why are we over here talking about how English they are? Well, they weren't necessarily put in there by by Germany. Uh, this is right. uh, Saxon uh, Cobert. Yeah, their their house name I can't remember right off the top of my head now. But yeah, yeah they were absolutely Germany. They changed their name during World War One to the Windsors to make it sound more English. But they're absolutely German. And the whole lineage. I mean, the whole um, Romanov family. Oh yeah, right. they're Russian. No, they weren't. They were they were German. I mean, this mm-hmm. spanned throughout the Ottoman Empire. But when we look at it, is these bloodlines have ruled for a very very long time, and the right. ruler that you see is not the ruler that you have, and it's important to remember that. Right. No, it's absolutely real. And that's a, I mean, golly, guys. I mean, that's, when I, I said I've added up somehow, and I did, basically, I just took it out of the, you know, how many public officials they are, how many billionaires they are, is what I basically got to the 100,000 people that are on this globe that believe they're the, the, the elite of the elite. And if that's all there is of them, let's take care of it. Yep. <laughs> Move on. We'll be right back with Dark Delight Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. 
We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back Welcome to the back. Dark Delight show. So, Jim, uh, are yes, aliens sir. trying to contact Earth? I think they've been here all along. I think that's how As- we got here. Astronomers have detected a record <laughs> haul of 25 new fast radio bursts from outer space directed at Earth. And, you know, they're like, whoa, well, what are these things? We really don't know what they are. And FRBs are called. Mm-hmm. They came out with various different theories, but all the theories have turned out false in the sense of what they were. And uh, the interesting thing is that they're directed towards Earth. So you can see them hitting Earth. And they have a map on here that shows kind of where they come from. And you wonder is if they're not trying to contact Earth, but they're communicating with something that's already here. Right. Well, are they – I mean, is this kind of one of those deals that because of the Egyptian pyramids and the different pyramids across the globe, that this has always been a place to visit? You know, people come by, see what's going on in the technology to see what we've been doing. I mean, I think we're I think we're being more observed than we realize, and I think it's a, a far more observed than we even want to admit. I think we – you know, if we think of it as like an anthill – where people are really looking in on us, I do believe that. I mean, everything from the nuclear weapon, you know, uh, <laughs> testing and all that, where we've seen the the different UFOs uh, show up during the nuclear weapon testing. I think that's I think that's all observable. I think somebody has been coming in and been doing this uh, for a long, long time, and we can see this through the Egyptian wall art, the cave drawings across the globe, uh, even through the annals of history and written history. We've mm-hmm. talked about these people, and then we got, you go back to the Book of Enoch, and you really start div- del- delving into that. And I like, I like how they're just they keep trickling this out that hey, we I think we heard something, but we've heard something for <laughs> decades. I mean, since we've had electronics to be able to push out or receive information, I think so too. I I think that uh, well, if you grew up in Western New York, so Avon, Caledonia, any of those areas, mm-hmm. Leroy. Um, you've definitely seen lights in the sky and gone, what, what's that? <laughs> I mean, literally, you go out on a whack of trail, there's a place called the UFO spot. And you got to wonder how it got its name, right? But um, there's, there's definitely some weird things happening in the world. Right. And I think that a lot of what we consider lies from NASA, a lot of the lies from the government, a lot of the cover-up from the government – is really trying to cover up all of this information. It's trying to cover up the fact that we're not alone and that we're not even alone on this planet. And I think one of the reasons that they try to keep this such a secret is not because it would be so damning to civilization and society, but because of the story that it would tell. Right. That everything that we've been told is a lie. 
our whole history is a lie. And that what's happening on this planet right now is an agenda directed along aligned with this. Yeah. No, and I and that's a, that's the crazy part of this, Josh, is that what okay, so if this is how hard they're lying to us. And I think I've said this before, but I think if this is how hard they're lying. This is how much I mean, this is how desperate they are to keep us in the dark. And I call this I call this the dark ages. I believe we're going into the to the light. I think we I believe that the, that we're going into the, uh, an age of knowledge. And not whether you think of the age of Aquarius or you think of other things, the Great Awakening. I just I just see so much of this. But the thing is, think about how hard they're wanting to destroy any type of written history or our understanding of the technologies and the power that we really have. How dangerous are we, Josh? Seriously, how how absolute dangerous is the human being? Not American, not Polish, not Russian, not Chinese, not Japanese, not whatever whatever ease you are. I'm saying, as a human being, how incredibly powerful are we if they're this terrified that we find out little bits of our history? Mm-hmm. They, they've done a, they've gone to great lengths to destroy history, to capture history, to limit yep. technology. So to say that they've been giving us technology, they they barely give us anything if, they, if we're talking about technology compared to what we should know. But how dangerous are we? Seriously, I mean, think about that. If you think about like you know anybody who's coming after you socially or whatever it is, how absolutely dangerous and powerful are you if they're throwing this much weaponry from genetic manipulation, mind manipulation, food manipulation, environmental manipulation, spiritual manipulation, frequency manipulation, all I mean they're doing it from every angle. They're not just coming at you from one and think about the idea that the trillions of dollars they spent on trying to get you to take that government chemical, doesn't that show you how resilient you are and that you do have power that they want to take away from you? I, I, I'm excited about that idea. Just that part of the process right there is like, I know there's more inside of me. And if we all were to tune into this more, we all were to get into this and really quit doing the superstition and tradition way of, uh, of thinking and live life with purpose and realize that we have so much more to gain – if we're not again, it goes back to that energy thing we were talking about in the first segment or first two segments. Your well, power is everything. Go ahead. And, and energy. I mean, I think that that's one of the biggest hidden secrets on this planet. Uh, I, ju- I just uh, finished up an interview. That's why I was late with uh, a woman by the name of Lynn Mataggart. Mm-hmm. and she's been around for a while. She's done uh, what they call the the intention experiment. She had a book right. called The Field and. She discusses how our intention is really this kind of this light that's emitted from the body and that it carries with it kind of our will of what we're trying to do and that this has various different effects on our reality. And I think she's spot on right that energy, what we understand to be energy, um, is not how physicists would describe it in the sense that it is just motion. I think right. that it is actually a, a field within the universe that exists and that this field is consciousness. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, and – but see, physicists actually prove that that's real, what you just said. As much as they're trying to measure it in waves, right, either through energy or through vibrational waves or whatever you want to call it, they still prove that you have the ability to control the world around you. I mean, think about the Monroe Institute. Do you know about the Monroe Institute? Have you heard of them? Yep. Yeah, I know of them. Yeah. So these people are doing remote viewing. They're doing – they move – 
Whoop, yep, whoop, what happened? I won't do that again. (laughs) I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. uh, What happened there? Oh, it switched it over to... Why did it do that? Well... Oh. Okay, there we go. Is that better? Technical difficulties. Okay. Josh is not answering my question. He just keeps going on. I was like, I don't even know what happened there. All right, Jim. Jim. What? So you were finish finish up what you were saying there. Well, what the Monroe Institute is what they're doing is that you can actually look this up online, and there's remote classes you can do. There's you can actually go there and spend a couple weeks at a time. Yeah. And these people are doing mind energy, thought energy, thought you know manipulation of the world around them and and it's real uh, if you start really getting into it it's almost so real it freaks you out i mean it re- you you got to you're like oh wow this is real and people are like like oh no you can't do that that's su- that's superstitious you know that's my religion says that's not real well then how are these how is your government spending money on doing this and how is the monroe institute actually doing it and showing it to be in real time so you're you do have the ability. You do have the ability. And I, I everybody has the ability. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. Um, there are certain people that I know that I can connect with and I I can with my I can listen to their thoughts. I can listen to what's going on. I'll ask them a question and they'll look at me. And it's like, well, I mean, are you not feeling good? What's going on? Well, I'm fine. But they didn't realize that I had tuned in to that something was wrong. It's like, well, are you I mean, is your stomach upset? Or you have, I mean, does that food not settling with you? Or what's going on? Oh, it's it's fine. I just I just got a little heartburn, you know, or whatever it is. I'm I'm using I'm using an analogy here. I'm not using. Oh, of course, of course. But it's the idea that we do have that ability to tune into each other, and a lot of times those feelings are absolutely real. That they are. Maybe we'll continue this discussion tomorrow. This is a good discussion. Yeah. All right, guys. Much appreciated, Jim, for filling in me for that little bit. Yeah, no worries. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. We'll see you tomorrow.